Ladies and gentlemen, this picture contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. Hey there, I'm Steve Cuff from OptimismVaccine.com, and joining me today is Adam Myros from OptimismVaccine.com. Myros, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well this evening, Steve. That's good. So normally I introduce a podcast by like, you know, saying the name of the podcast and talking about what the podcast is all about and, you know, just giving people a little intro. And I actually don't know the name of this podcast and I don't know what this podcast is about. So what are we doing? <laughs> uh, you know, I've been listening to that uh, goddamn anime oolong bullshit. And, uh, you know, I was thinking there was too much jocularity on Optimism Vaccine these days. Uh-huh. I actually, there was a moment in the last episode where you referenced diegetic sound, and, and uh, our friend Colin said, what? What's diegetic? And and you calmly said, hey, here's what diegetic is. And I said, what the fuck is happening here? What is happening to our website? Uh, <laughs> the, the correct response is, uh, fuck you. And... <laughs> It was at that moment where I decided you needed to be punished. Uh, so we're we're rolling out this pilot episode for uh, what can only be described as a torture chamber, uh, where we battle each other with by trying to pick the worst worst thing we possibly can find uh, in the various streaming services. Uh, maybe we'll narrow that to Amazon because they seem to have it all anyway, right? But <laughs> yeah, and I think. So this this is kind of a, a torture thing, and I, I really do think we we're going to end up whether we do it, you know, by because of the rules or not. I, I really feel like we're going to gravitate towards Amazon just because I don't know with Hulu and Netflix and I don't know any other streaming service, Fandor or whatever the all horror one is, or I don't know Filmstruck. There's a certain degree of gatekeeping that takes place, whereas. I don't know if you know this or if, you know, the the broader population realizes this. You can literally put anything on Amazon streaming. And I'm I'm not exaggerating. Like there are people who are like, "Hey, here's my YouTube video game playthrough of Mega Man 3. I'm just going to upload it to fucking Amazon streaming." <laughs> okay. Uh Yeah, I I had recently gotten Hulu. I'm not a big proponent of that service, but I was like, "Ah, what the hell? I got like a deal as a student." And I was like, "Ah, and I pulled up their new releases because it's primarily television streaming, I'd say, is their bread and butter. And I was appalled by what I saw. And I'm like, well, Hulu might be a real contender here. But then when I started exploring the depths of Amazon, they literally had all of the exact same movies that, that were on Hulu that appalled me and, and much more. Mm -hmm, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. And, you know, some of these movies that are on there, it really feels like some guy just had a VHS rip of some movie and then just uploaded it under any title that he felt like and just called it a day. You don't even need to have an actual movie poster. Like, I I've seen some action films and some kung fu films where it's clearly just a low-res screenshot from the movie itself and then just, like, default aerial font over it, the name. That's it. Well, I, I'd say one of our films from this first batch uh, has something similar going on. It appears to have a, a poster that is featured in no less than three films and <laughs> and uh, a name that is nebulous at best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we should tell people, too, we have a long story tradition of, of doing this to ourselves and, and to each other. Uh, we used to live together for a long time, long time several years and we would constantly watch movies and oftentimes we would turn things on very bad things terrible terrible things and we never turned them off that was the rule it's like no matter how bad it gets you can't turn it off and we suffered through some horrible just garbage for god <laughs> probably close to a damn decade <laughs> yeah yeah it was at one point in time my intent to uh, seek out every found footage uh, film that I could possibly find on the mm. streaming services and, and watch them all. Uh, you you have no concept of just how many films about uh, a crew of teen assholes staying a night in an insane asylum actually exist. Mm -hmm. 
That actually sounds quite similar to the movie that you chose for us. <laughs> uh, well, I I think as we get into the rules, we should probably discuss the title a little bit first. But one of those rules I think I'm going to impose upon myself is is to attempt to avoid found footage because that's it's just too easy. It's yeah. low hanging fruit. <laughs> Although it's difficult because you know a lot of times it's not like we're pre screening these. You know we're we're basically going through Amazon and saying, well, this looks like trash. So, I mean, you could stumble upon found footage and not even know it. You know, your choice for this week could have easily been a found footage movie, right? This is very true. I think it's it's it could happen. We could get found footage, but we'll make a, a valiant attempt to not. We'll try not to find it. Yeah, if it's called like Ghost Asylum, then I'll probably steer clear of it just because I know what the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can kind of tell with these two. Or uh, another another good thing to look for is the possession of, and then like enter any generic name you can possibly think of, and that's probably a found footage possession movie. Right, and if you read the blurb, usually it'll say like a film crew. It's like, oh well, nah. <laughs> I'll try not to uh, pick movies that start with a film crew spends yeah. the night at X. Nope, not not good. <laughs> not good. The synopsis is usually that's that's where it's at. Yeah, uh, we are handicapping ourselves on that front. But again, maybe maybe we'll talk a little about the title first. I I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at this sort of thing. I I always try to be too clever by half, and uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things that work the word stream into them. But uh, <laughs> I don't have any uh, great inspiration thus far. I'm like streams of agony. And I should probably <laughs> avoid uh, using the word urine for optimal search uh, potential but yeah <laughs> do it's, you have anything in mind can or? we can we just call it dumpster fire because <laughs> that's or uh optimism vaccine torture chamber uh well, these are all super clever when i see the inspiration is struck um <laughs> no i i have no I, I don't know. We'll I want to something. Yeah, I, I think we should name it after some sort of medieval torture device because that's that's really what this comes down to. It's a, it's the scene from uh, Clockwork Orange where they just like peel his eyes open and he has to watch something. It's fucking horrible. I mean, that's uh, that's basically the premise, right? Too bad Iron Maiden's already tanking. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I think we get the wrong crowd at that point. Exactly. <laughs> just angry uh, metalheads leaving us all caps negative <laughs> reviews on iTunes. <laughs> That doesn't um, sound so bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to avoid getting too punny with matters, but uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, we'll meditate on it. And we will. I, I mean, this, and yeah, by the time this goes up, we're going to have to have a name, right? Yeah, we'll have to have something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll just be a placeholder, but... Uh, Eye bleeders. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Please help, I had a stroke. A horror film <laughs> podcast. <laughs> or a well, horrible I, film podcast. Yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be horror films. Rest assured, I'm sure we'll venture into family-friendly <laughs> fare at some help, point. help, I had a stroke. That's... <laughs> Again, this could get us, like, well, then people will be looking for medical podcasts, and they'll just come up on, on ours and be like, this isn't about strokes at all! <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. You know, it's it's uh, it's we just got to trust the process, right? That's true. We probably should have had this process figured out by the time we recorded. Yeah. But most most sure. people trust the process and then they record. We record and then we just figure out everything on the back end, which is actually a great transition into the first movie we're going to talk about, Myros. Was the only one to talk rules first, Scuff? Um, yeah, I guess we should. What what are the rules here? We didn't have any rules to begin with, right? That's true, but we we should eliminate a few things off the bat, and okay. uh, that'll certainly. I think my first rule has to do with the a film we're going to discuss. All right, and and that is uh, in addition to no found footage. Well, no found footage with an asterisk, unless like you don't know it's found footage and it just happens to be. But no, you can't actively choose a found footage movie. It just has to be coincidental. That's correct. I, I would add uh, a rule. That uh, that says no Godfrey Ho films. <laughs> What's wrong with Godfrey Ho films? <laughs> uh, I get the sense that I've seen them all slapped together. <laughs> you you gotta have. Thing. That's a good thing. You watch one Godfrey Ho film, you've actually seen five Godfrey Ho films. <laughs> Amazingly, we found one that does not have uh, the word ninja in the title. Yeah. But, uh, 
I mean, Which and and the one that we watch, to be fair, I didn't know it was a Godfrey Ho film because he directed it under the pseudonym Edgar Gere. So, <laughs> <laughs> although it did have that Godfrey Ho stink to it, like you just you, you look at that, you're like, mm, I bet I know what that is. Uh, yeah. So that's by that's okay. By so another one, no, no intentional Godfrey Ho. <laughs> but again, this this was an Edgar Gere that I chose. It was not on purpose. Uh, I suppose another thing would be no research. You, you can't be researching these things. That's fair. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be a blind pick. You're just using the resources that the streaming service provides. Exactly. Which is why a Godfrey Ho and some found footage could sneak through. They it's very could. possible. Let, let's hope that. We're pretty good about avoiding yeah. such things. Also, follow-up question. Follow-up question. Did you did you say no Godfrey Ho because you know that if we're like pitting two terrible movies against each other to see which one is worse, the Godfrey Ho movie will always win? I don't know. I think I gave it a run for its money. <laughs> you certainly but, did. You, you gave it. You gave it a good fight. But having since I watched the Godfrey Ho film first, I I was. Hopeless. I, I said, "Well, there's no way in hell I could top this." Because <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a nightmare. Um, so, is there anything else? I think that that's about the long and short of it. Beyond that, uh, all right. No research. Avoid found footage. Avoid Godfrey Ho. When yeah, possible. I'm sure we'll have uh, some additional rules as as the process unfolds yeah. when we run into Godfrey Ho esque roadblocks. I, I think we're gonna have to for these rules too. I I, I think we should you know keep the process democratic here and as we establish rules or as we you know consider adding new ones we should let people vote on on whether or not we should include these rules or not i think i think that's important uh this posits audience participation which, it does uh... uh or maybe just uh the other ov guys or anyone else who happens to listen and yeah a little audience participation would be good but i i think if someone makes a passionate plea for godfrey ho or a passionate plea for found footage we should hear him out this is true. I suppose the other rule, uh, it, it seems obvious to me, but, uh, you know, we might get a lot of people, uh, again, assuming audience participation, who suggest things. And there's a good chance we've already sat through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. so that would be another obvious exclusion would be it has to be something neither of us have ever seen. Yep, that that makes sense. We can't can never have seen it before. So Otherwise, I'd just perpetually choose Roller Gator or Axum or something like oh, that. Oh, fucking nature. Roller Gator. Good <laughs> God. My eyes are like rolling into the back of my head just thinking about that movie. Ah, uh, <laughs> Joe Estevez. The poor guy. What's the other one? The Maze. Oh, the Maze. <laughs> no, it's um, it's yeah, it's Dark the, Harvest. Dark Harvest. The, the Dark Harvest to the Maze. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Classic. These are all classics. Mm-hmm. And these we watched, yeah, years ago when we lived together, and we we're like, this is a good idea. What yeah, was, was no premise? <laughs> I think the premise was, <laughs> hey, somebody said this is the worst shit ever. Let's watch it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we can dive in. Uh, where are we starting, Steve? I want to start with Godfrey Ho. All right. What's the name of this film? Because I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's that's a great question. Um, it's, oh, Jesus. I believe I found it on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I found it too, but it took a little while. <laughs> so, okay, it's called, <clears throat> it's it's called on Amazon, Where We Found It. It's called Robo Vampire 3 Counter Destroyer. But ah, it's. Yes. <laughs> which is why I chose it. And then, of course, the other reason why I chose it is because. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like, the cover for it is just like. I don't know. It looks like some, like, Bolshevik and Robocop has him in a headlock and there's, like, an exploding helicopter in the background. <laughs> so I was just like, fuck yeah, whatever that is. I need it which in my is- life. Which is also the cover for <clears throat> Robo Vampires 1 and 2. That's uh, correct. 2, I believe, being alternately titled as Devil's Dynamite. Devil's Although, Dynamite, which I've seen under that title. I didn't know it was a Robo Vampire joint, though. Although, if you were to look on IMDb under alternate titles for this film, it is, is its Spanish title is Devil Dinamite, El Diablo de la Dinamita. So, uh-huh. uh... This is also apparently Devil's Dynamite in yeah. some regions. In some regions. As well, 
Yeah, as well as Counter Destroy, Counter yeah. Destroyer, yes. and it's, it's listed title, as far as I can surmise on IMDb, <laughs> The Vampire Is Still Alive. <laughs> Which is such a good name. <laughs> like, I, I mean, as good as, like, the RoboCop shit was, and I was just like, fuck yeah, that's stupid. I, I can't wait to make that my choice. Um, <laughs> The Vampire Is Still Alive is probably the worst slash best <laughs> title for a film ever conceived like how do how can you possibly mess with that it's pretty amazing it's real uh, good shout out to edgar jeer aka godfrey ho i mean the guy likes having a lot of names you know <laughs> this is true this film has a credited writer that's yeah like and there's only one credited writer which is crazy this <laughs> i wonder how many scripts he had in godfrey ho <laughs> <laughs> so okay maros Real quick, let's explain Godfrey Ho, in case anyone doesn't know who Godfrey Ho is. So Godfrey Ho was a Hong Kong director who primarily was active in like the 1980s, and he would uh, basically just churn out films at an alarming rate. Like, people are like, oh, you know, Troma, or, or uh, oh, God, who's the... the you know, uh, oh, Charles Band, Charles or, Band or full moon pictures. Yeah, full moon pictures. Or you can go back further into like the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, you, you had these guys who would just literally make like picture after picture after picture that, you know, the, the type of people would hire Ed Wood to make movies. Um, yeah, you're Roger Corman's. Yeah, what have you. exactly. And uh, who's the other guy? Castle, I think his last name is. Yeah, yeah William Castle. William Castle. There you go. Now, Godfrey Ho is. I guess he's cut from the same cloth, but then that cloth is then taken and, and just soiled by a thousand people uh, with horrific diarrhea. What he does is sometimes he makes one movie, but he found out at some point in his career that he could basically take fragments of movies, maybe ones that didn't get finished for one reason or another, or, um, you know, that he was still in the process of filming and he would take or movies that he completed and released under different titles altogether. And then what he would do is, is he would take like five or six or seven movies and he would just chop them all together and then try to make them visually tell some sort of a coherent story. And then he would overdub lines onto this like hodgepodge glued together weirdo movie to try and make it a singular story. The problem is... <laughs> I was going to say, boy, you could never tell watching this. Yeah, and... and this, it's fucking seamless. <laughs> seamless. <laughs> no, this is like... And, and we'll get into it when we try to break down the plot a little bit here, but it, it's, it's almost like it's so surreal. Like, I, I can't even... People often describe movies as, oh, it's a fever dream. It's like... No, from the moment you start a Godfrey Ho movie, you have no idea what's happening. Like, it's just completely disorienting. It's just like if you tried to watch something, but first you had someone, like, spin you around in a circle a hundred times, and you're trying to watch the television. That's watching a Godfrey Ho movie. And this is no exception. This is just completely bonkers. But, I mean, he did it for financial reasons, because he knew if he had fragments of all these movies, it's like, oh, well, I shot one movie, but I can turn it into seven other movies. Yeah, slap RoboCop on the cover. You guys, yeah, self, you're uh, good. You're good. Distribution. I, I yeah, uh, uh, this movie. Uh, by the way, update from the IMDb. Roger Markham's only credit uh, is the vampire is still alive, which, which means he can't possibly be a real human. Yep. Um, guess what? <laughs> Roger Markham is probably a pseudonym for uh, Godfrey Ho. I'm gonna go with Godfrey Ho. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the other weird thing too is. Godfrey Ho, especially once he sort of established himself in China, he would shoot movies all over the place. He would shoot in China, in Thailand, in the Philippines, and in the U.S. sometimes. So then he would have all these, like, very distinctly different, like, nationalities and locations, and then he would cut those things together. So you would just be like, is this Chinese? Is this Filipino? Why is there a white lady? What's going on? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd say we got some of that here, especially when we got into the quote-unquote robo portion of the film. I was like, well, Literally the last, not. like, 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> uh, it's just some random white guy in, like, a trash bag. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, trash bag RoboCop. 
<laughs> like you could you could probably spend like three hours building a RoboCop costume out of cardboard and aluminum foil, and you would probably do a better job than old Godfrey Ho did on this guy. Yeah, this this is a stretch. I it, were it not yeah. for RoboCop's presence on the cover, I would not have associated it with a robot in any fashion. Yeah. Okay, so like Counter Destroyer is a very generic name that literally has nothing to do with the movie. But for a movie that is ostensibly about RoboCop and or vampires, there is very little RoboCop and very little vampire going on. Is that fair yeah. to say? <laughs> uh, well, let me add that Counter Destroyer can't really qualify as generic because it is nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. It's, That's true. I, I can't even understand. <laughs> it's what just that, two words. It's two words smashed together. Um, I guess it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> Like is he destroying like a a bean counter or I, like a kitchen counter or uh, something? I I don't know what this is, but anyhow, I, this movie. Fuck. I guess that it primarily features some sort of faux Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's um, if anything, like the meat of the movie, and and there's there's actually. To be honest, there's probably two or three different movies that are, are prominently featured as, as far as like the storylines go. But at least, yeah. But <laughs> the, the the Freddy Krueger line seems to be the most coherent, <laughs> and it's really it's it's just Nightmare on Elm Street four or five. I can't remember which one. Um, I think it's four, but I'd, I'd have to double check. But it's just it's literally scenes lifted directly from that. Uh, and then it's also yes. it's it's also got some uh, some Nightmare on Elm Street two moments as well. There's like this whole like pool house scene that is very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, locker room scene esque from Nightmare on Elm Street two, uh, except without the homoeroticism. Yeah, without the homoeroticism. This that's time true. It's got a lusty male gaze. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. Should we attempt to surprise what? this movie like ostensibly yeah yeah okay so (laughs) this is the best part because yeah i think it's important if we're determining what the shittier movie is in this instance at least i could uh, give a plot yeah what is (laughs) robo (laughs) i can't even say it what is robo vampire 3 counter destroyer the vampire is still alive about uh this is a woman trying to finish a movie script? <laughs> that's, that's Godfrey Ho right there. That's his character. <laughs> that, that's about all I got. Mm-hmm. They like, a woman is trying to finish a movie script and goes to the countryside. Uh, talks to some monks who are slapstick yet supposedly ominous and threatening. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if the Freddy Krueger or the vampires are related to the monks, but there's like a skeleton scrambling around, and and then they uh, are holed up uh, writing. I mean, they're not really writing. They don't do anything. They just drink some, <laughs> drink some soda. Also, I, I, I just want to interject really quickly that she's been sequestered to this beautiful like beachfront mansion to, to write a script, <clears throat> and it's about the first Chinese emperor. And she makes that point like a thousand times. <laughs> That's the only coherent thing. I need to write about the Chinese emperor just like a hundred times. I, it's been uh, a couple weeks since I've sat through this. I, I had forgotten that detail, but that is most certainly the case. Yes. Uh, which is not an appropriate subject for... The, uh, why wouldn't it just be a horror movie? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And and the fact that they drive it home, you're like, oh, this must be a serious plot point. Nope. This is all coming back to me now because it's not like a low budget film. They seem to be, they seem to be insinuating that they're like a major studio, and there is oh yeah, like like factions of major studios vying for this property and trying to race to get their scripts about the first Chinese emperor done. Yeah, there's a fucking bidding war here for fucking Diablo Cody Filipino version, <laughs> trying to get her hot <laughs> script. So, yeah, I guess that's where segment two of the film comes in, is that the the two warring (coughs) studio factions are, like, mafia families, like, gunning each other down, and 
I couldn't follow this portion at all. I no, no, this I this part makes no it. sense. This is clearly a gangster movie that has nothing to do with like anything that's going on. Yeah, it, it it's just nonsense. I I couldn't track it. I was like, okay, who who are these characters? What what's happening? Yeah, a little rough. Uh, well, the film probably has uh, about. 75 characters in it so uh, i can be forgiven for losing track of a few because sure who who could know who could know who could know um so yeah i i don't know what happens uh, with the writing lady she's in her house and and freddy krueger and some hopping vampires uh they just kind of hang around what is, is what is he, up with the vampire thing? And this is a very and this this really shows my ignorance of like Chinese horror tropes. I've seen these things before. I don't know what they are, uh, and I've seen them in other shitty movies, probably some Godfrey Home movies. But I know they're also in. Have you seen the goofy kung fu movie Raw Force before? I have not seen this film. Raw Force is great. We'll have to we'll have to watch that next time you you make your way down here. Uh but yeah, they're these like pogo hopping zombies slash vampires. It depends on which shitty movie you're watching, but they just kind of like interchange what they actually are. And they just they have their arms just straight out with their fingers down towards the ground, and then they just kind of like pogo jump, and that's a thing. Yeah, I think this is a very sort of traditional depiction of vampires in in that culture, but I sure. don't know why. Nah. It, it it doesn't translate especially well to film. <laughs> well, and I don't, they're they're kind of like they got like predator powers in this too, right? They just kind of like turn invisible and then they pop back in and out and shit. I don't know. Was that them or Kruger or something else? Or, I think it was I them because it was it was like the the white guys were like fighting in the forest and then the predator vampire pogo Chinese priests come in and <laughs> this 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 is Jesus a great movie. <laughs> That was one of those segments out of fucking nowhere. I'm like, where is this white guy? Yeah. Is he like headed to the house with the women, but then he never does? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's all these parts, too, where I found myself pausing it because I was like, wait, did I blink? Did I look away? Did I miss some sort of transition or something? It's like, no, the movie just kind of goes where it wants to. And even yeah, when, when I... Li- Go ahead. It just, it literally, like, in the middle of this shitty horror movie it just cuts to that segment which it looks like it could be a fucking regular fight in power rangers or something where they're just like punching the putties yeah that's pretty great what the fuck is happening (laughs) so (laughs) so what happens after that myros i think somehow we get to robocop i'm not sure how but we get there Eventually, I was like, "Well, this must be mislabeled." I don't <laughs> yeah, no, I thought I thought it was mislabeled too, and I thought it was just like, "Like, oh, what the hell?" And then it's like, "Nope, you get your literally on the last reel of film for this movie, you, you get you get the RoboCop." I think that the writer and her assistant friend—I don't know—it uh, seems like they die about seventeen times each during the course of the film. Yeah, that's about right. Just, they just like keep. It was it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I assume that those deaths are just like from another film or something. <laughs> sure. Sure. So he's like, I might as well use them all. I got this Kruger thing going on. Uh, yeah. You know? Makes sense. Looks like total shit, by the way. Let's not you know, sugarcoat it. This, this is a bad Kruger as well as a bad RoboCap. Oh, yeah. Kruger's looking a little rough. It, he kind of looks, he looks more like a werewolf. Sort of, but he just has the Kruger hands going on. It's really weird. What is he meant to? Is he meant to be like the head of the vampires, or nothing to do with the vampires? Or I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, some one one of the women is like pregnant and births. Uh, a vampire and RoboCop kills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As is the case with all great films. So obviously, this this makes no sense. I think the only thing that's working against me, and and this this again is kind of a, a broader discussion about what this podcast is. I found this incredibly entertaining, just because I was like mesmerized by how uh, incredibly stupid and inept it was. Like I was just transfixed. I, I could not believe what I was watching. And that's not to say it was good because, I mean, 
by any measurable standard, this is like just garbage nonsense. It does it breaks every rule <laughs> that she would have for filmmaking. Nothing about it is even remotely coherent. It's shot like ass. It looks like double ass that was dubbed from like nine VHS tapes. I, like everything about it is horrific, but I still kind of like it. You would think if you were like overdubbing the entire film that you could at least like make the dialogue sort of attempt to tie things together. But sure, sure. Fuck if it does, I'm glad you you got some enjoyment out of it. I think it was it was too much for me. <laughs> you're, you're overwhelmed. It, it hurt my head. I couldn't follow what the fuck was happening. So it actually it actually inflicted pain on you. That's good. I, I feel good about that. Uh, uh, I mean, then maybe I accomplished my mission then, because if the if if the goal is not just to find the worst thing, but to inflict the most pain on the other host, then in that case, I really feel like I've succeeded. This is uh, this is real bad. <laughs> I feel like you. We should offer a disclaimer to the audience if you're getting the impression from steve that this is fun jesus christ i I gotta i have a really warped (laughs) warped idea of what fun is you're not about to watch miami connection people yeah this it's it's not it's not funny it's not entertaining (laughs) it's just weirdly compelling because the entire time you're like i really don't know what's happening like there's no way, especially if you're like, I'm a pretty smart person. I can follow this. No, you can't. There's n- no. It's impossible. No. I think that works against you. If, if it's you're dizzying. If you're on the other end of the spectrum, you might be like, oh, this makes some sort of primal sense to me. <laughs> no. Uh, it's eh. utter nonsense. Fuck. I hate this movie. Um, <clears throat> well, le- and let's just as kind of my final, this is why my choice is much worse than yours. Can you... Explain to the uh, the audience of ours right now. Uh, what's the opening scene of this movie, Myros? Do you Joy. recall the opening scene? Is it is that when he's like ushering her into the car? Or is yes, it is. You you may car? recall the opening scene as the scene where it starts mid sentence. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. there's no introduction. There's no like there's no establishing shot. It's literally. Woman standing next to a car, and it, she's just talking mid sentence, just blah, blah 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 blah, and that's how yeah, the movie yeah. starts. Like I, I, I paused it. That to you. I paused I it, and I when I started it, I was like, yeah. hey, hey, cuff, I think we might be in for a bad." Time. <laughs> <laughs> I paused it, and I restarted it too because I'm like, wait, maybe there's something like that we missed here that we're wrong. no, it just it literally starts mid sentence. <laughs> yes, and uh, that scene also has like the cadence of like. The flower shop scene in the room is like, yeah, Jesus fuck, what is happening? It is, it is something. But yeah, if if you really want to hurt people, and and just, you know, just just make them question why they watch movies in the first place. I think this is a good place to start. Yeah, I think they should show it in film school. Uh, Funny you should say that, Adam Myros. Oh, um, you think that this might have been done by shitty film students? I can't see. That. Uh no, the the God. Well, we're gonna get to your shitty film in a second, but oh no, that's what I'm talking about. I was I was uh, piggybacking on your transition. Ah, well, my transition will transition nicely into your transition because I just wanted to drop a little knowledge on you. Godfrey Ho is no longer making movies, and that's because he's teaching film in China. Uh, we got it. We got generate, and he's been doing it since like I think 2005. I want to say maybe. So for over a decade, he's been creating little Godfrey hoes. How do you feel how about you, that? Like, I just want to know, like, what? How how could you get hired? Like, what's what's the interview process here? Don't they look at your resume? You know, see some of the work you put out, and be like, oh my god, Godfrey Ho? <laughs> Are you talking about Godfrey Ho? Yes. Yeah. Oh no! I'm that, here's the if thing: you're interviewing to become a professor of film, then you would think that they would be like, "Hey, uh, so what have you done?" And mm-hmm. then they they watch Robo Vampire Three Counter Destroyer. The vampire is still alive, and then they fucking throw you out of the uh, university immediately. Well, but the the thing you have to consider though is like people who make movies that are good and, and relatively successful, they continue to make good and relatively successful movies. So a, a lot of film teachers are either academics or they just they haven't done a lot of notable work. 
So if someone like Godfrey Ho comes in and he's just like, hey, I've been making films for 25 years and I've made over, you know, 50 feature films or something like that. Probably more than that. Good Lord. Yeah, Uh, probably. Yeah. Then that's a pretty good resume, right? No, no, (laughs) it is not. It is definitely not a good resume. Um, But I I guess I'd say leave it in the hands of academics. By the way, uh, you said 50. The answer is 150. (laughs) That's that's yeah, that's probably more accurate. Okay. So speaking of students, um oh boy. You Perhaps had us watch a sweet little gem. <laughs> yeah. Would not be surprised if uh Justin Price, the director of our next film, went to Godfrey Ho Film School because good lord. Oh Myros, you had me watch the thirteenth Friday. Yes, yes, I did. Um, uh, I I picked it because it's called the fucking Thirteenth Friday, and seems to have a a Hellraiser cube on the front cover. And yeah. uh, I'm just like, well, this is going to be all the things. It's going to be so wrong and, and awful. Yeah, and it, and it is. It's basically so. If you've ever had like a film class with someone and there's always the kid in the back who like kind of smells like Taco Bell and patchouli and he just won't stop talking to you about horror movies, that's this guy, the director slash writer slash producer of The 13th Friday. It's literally just a greatest hits list of every successful horror movie from the past like 20 years and he just rips them off terribly. It's almost impressive. Just how brazen the whole thing is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I suppose you're going to get to do this synopsis because I did yours. I guess we have to explain our uh, our personal experiences uh, with the other's film here. Oh, but I, I wanted to briefly touch on what IMDb has listed as as their little little blurb about the film, their, their pre-synopsis summation, which is, Thrill-seeking friends return to the place of the most terrifying killer. That is... One, that's not a sentence. No. (laughs) Two, that's not what this movie is about. Like, not even a little. No. That's like, if somebody watched... Even even if you watch the trailer, that's not what this movie is about. This would be like going to see Ed Gein or something. I don't... You're just like, hey, Ed, how's it going? But no. That's oh not what this God. movie is, rest assured. <laughs> this is... Oh, Jesus. Uh, Steve, what, what what's the 13th Friday? It's about thrill-seeking friends and they return to the place of the most terrifying killer. <laughs> no, it's, it's about... Man, I don't know. It's okay, so... There's some teens and, you know, they got the midriffs out because they're teens and they're at, like, a, a house... They're having like a bonfire outside of a spooky house, as teens do, you know. And then they go, they decide to go into the spooky house, which is decidedly nicer than your average spooky house. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like abandoned for decades? And- yeah, and it looks like it's just it just looks like a like a bed and breakfast that hasn't been well taken care of, but is still active. Which I'm sure yeah. that's what it actually is. Right, it's, <laughs> it's got like a grandma's house vibe to it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just grandma hasn't been dusting because, you know, she's in a wheelchair now and she just can't get around like she used to. And and I'm making this a lot sadder than it actually is. So, (laughs) yeah, they go into the house and they just kind of futz around, you know, typical horror movie shit. And then one girl finds the cube from Hellraiser, but it's a ball now. And then she gets possessed by a demon and that kills her. And then they have to like they have to what do they have to kill like thirteen people or something to break the curse of the sphere? Is that is that right? Something like that. I think they have to like <clears throat> every Friday or once a month on a Friday. Thirteenth Friday, yeah. Once a month on a Friday, yeah. I don't fucking. I don't know. The the, the rules are kind of. Mm, they don't really explain them that well. And there's not much that makes sense here. Yeah. And so basically they have to like sacrifice people. Yeah. So then they kind of do that. And that's pretty much the movie. I don't. (laughs) 
I can't uh, even remember how it ends because I was just so like, it's one of those movies where if if the Godfrey Hall one is making you go like, what the hell am I watching? This one is just like, it's every generic trope you could ever imagine just kind of like thrown at you rapid fire to the point where it's numbing. And I forget what I'm watching because I've watched so many movies that are exactly like this. But this is somehow worse. Oh, it's worse. I That was my strategy here was I'm like, oh, Cuff's movie. I knew going in what you had chosen. You picked first. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be gonzo. Uh, there's a chance this will be a, a fun bad movie. I'm going to go for something modern and cheap and that has no possibility of being remotely fun and uh, will just bland you to death. Oh, and God. Courtesy of Uncorked Entertainment, who, my God, every bad horror film trailer I've seen in the last, like, five years has been courtesy of Uncorked Films. <laughs> this, for me, was kind of especially... It was worse than I assumed it would be. I mean, it was exactly what I assumed it would be on one level, but the craft was some next-level incompetent bullshit. Yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, it, it it it's like <laughs> there's actual scenes where you watch the camera, which clearly has the autofocus still turned on, and it's Indeed. just <laughs> and it's just trying to autofocus, and they just leave it in there. It's yeah, just... it's like focused on the totally wrong fucking part of the shot. Like the background will be crisp. <laughs> it's like what what is happening? <laughs> And this yeah. isn't like like a throwaway mistake incident. It, it, it's the whole fucking movie is shot like that, where it's just like... Yeah, there's there's a lot is- of autofocus issues. And then the other thing that I didn't get, because it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's not it, it's not 1970. You're not like shooting with a 16 millimeter camera and you got a hair in it or something. But there's a lot of dirt on the lens that no one seems to be interested in cleaning off. Oh, yes. And there is uh, some editing (coughs) that is pretty astonishing as well. Uh, I mean, you know how this kind of movie is going to go. The third, well, I'd say the second and third act basically involve this group of assholes getting killed by the demon because they failed in their mission to kill 13 people or whatever. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the bulk of this is like this spirit gobbledygook hunting down these people Um, yeah it's actually it's a little bit like a movie that we both gave glowing reviews to recently which is truth or dare but this is just it's this is the evil dark timeline version of truth or dare truth or dare is fun and stupid and this is like stupid and insufferable like it's it's hard to sit through it is very difficult to sit through um but yeah the editing on a couple of the kills i know there's one that's like happening on like a staircase and it's it, there were two in particular there's another one that was on like a kitchen floor or something again a very interesting uh shots it's just the scenery is, is out of this world what what great selection they had but um in the midst of the murder it would just like cut to a random shot that that made no sense and didn't apply to the scene at all. And I mean, I'm not talking like subversively. I'm talking, it would be like a shot that was pointing at another part of the room or something that yeah. like, totally away from the action, but not in a, not in a, we're shielding you from this horror sort of thing. Cause it would cut back almost immediately. There would just be yeah. like 10 seconds of a fucking like nonsense, non sequitur. And it's like, what, what, What's what's going on? <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> oh, trash, my boy, trash. It's it's great. Well, you know, Myros. Um, well, actually, before I get into this, I-, I mentioned earlier that this movie it just feels like a guy who's watched a lot of horror movies, just sort of like rambling off references to the things that he likes without actually making something interesting or original. I want to know how many how many movies are either alluded to, ripped off, or, I, I mean, I don't want to say there's an homage in here because that would, you know, take a deal of some 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 degree of craft, which there is none here. But how, how many movies are shamelessly ripped off in the 13th Friday? 
Well, it doesn't really rip off Friday the 13th, but that still counts because yeah. you're fucking talking That's That's asshole. actually the big swerve of the whole movie <laughs> is that's the one film that they don't rip off. I I would say there's some definite uh, Texas Chainsaw in there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You've got your Exorcist. Mm-hmm. You've got your Hellraiser. Yep. You've definitely, and this makes no sense, uh, there's a brief aside about how they had built a tunnel between this house and a church. Yep. And apparently the tunnel is actually an elaborate cave system so that we could have descent monsters in there. Exactly. I was just about uh, to say that. <laughs> there, there, it's definitely not a tunnel of any sort. It's a cave. No, it's a cave with CGI doors. <laughs> yep, filled with shitty descent monsters. Once again, we, we hit the hefty bags up for these effects. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's the descent. Um, I would say you've got... If if we're saying truth or dare, then you'd have to say that truth or dare is obviously a ripoff of your ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ring, uh, the grudge. Yeah, which or, I mean, that's the same thing. J horror in general, yeah. early two thousands J horror. Yeah, <laughs> Final Destination is a similar sort of thing. Where sure, it's just sure. Like this, this unstoppable force chasing you, which is. Mm-hmm. And a hacking, and and then you've got stuff that's not even horror ripoffs. Like it's it's got segments that are that feel very post tarantino mm-hmm. it's got a character that's like a scarface douchebag for some reason so <laughs> uh, he, he's not among the group of survivors either he's just fucking there he's like a previous survivor who's not introduced in the film and just kind of shows up and gives them useful exposition yeah that's how it works uh well standing over a, a literal table filled with cocaine for no reason <laughs> at all uh, again, very, very post no. Pulp Fiction shitbag uh, garbage. But I'm, what else am I missing? I think that's I, th- I think all you pretty I much nailed it. Yeah. So, you know, the last like uh, 40 years or just all there. Uh, I, and I, I want to say, too, I did a little digging before the podcast because I was curious about this because these modern kind of shot on video like, I, you know, I grew up wanking it to Fangoria type of movies, you know, Uh I'm always interested in the people that make these things. And sure. more often than not, they're egomaniacs, which I find hilarious. The one I, I keep coming back to is, do you remember the horrible movie that we watched starring Warwick Davis? That wasn't a Leprechaun movie. It's called Skinned Deep. Oh, I all too well I remember this film. <laughs> so I don't know if you recall, but for some reason we were like, yeah, let's watch this like making of slash director's diary vignette that that came on the dvd and it was just this guy like riding around on the subway talking about how fucking awesome he is (laughs) and i and i get i get that like i i feel like that sort of i don't know way of carrying yourself or thinking about yourself is it it seems like it's pretty prominent in, in among these uh shitty shot on video modern day horror films so I looked into Justin Price, and I would encourage everyone listening right now to stop what you're doing, go on the internet, go to IMDb, and type in Justin Price and look him up, uh, because, oh boy, he's got the best IMDb uh, photo I've ever seen in my entire life. In fact, Myros, I'd like you to look him up on IMDb right now. All right, I am on the 13th Friday, Justin Price. Uh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I get this as an audio medium. Let me explain (laughs) what you're looking at. (laughs) So it's just... Okay, so, Myros, you're, you're a big American Werewolf fan, right? And you like The Howling, both great, like, transformation sequences into werewolves well, this, there. This, this gives them a real run. <laughs> this gives them a real run for their money. So it's just, like, a guy with, like, floppy 2005, like, I play bass in a shitty band hair. And there's just, like, a, uh, like an MS Paint dog snout <laughs> with MS Paint blood. <laughs> Just, like, emerging from his mouth? (laughs) This looks... Maris, you do a lot of graphic design work. How long did this take to do? (laughs) 
well, probably a long time. It clearly wasn't done by someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> so it could be a laborious process. Yeah. Why is there, like, blood? Like, it's not just... There's blood in inappropriate places throughout this photograph. Yeah, it's... Okay, like, so... so way out in the corners. <laughs> here's, here are my two favorite things about the blood, actually. So... It's going for some reason like the the doggy mouth is bursting forth from his his mouth. And for some reason there's there's like blood that's like going from his eye like down where to where his nose would be. But my favorite part is so there's no depth between like his chin and his chest. So the CGI blood that they put is just like flat. So it just looks like his like he has like no neck and his chin is just like glued to his fucking larynx. <laughs> And the dog, the dog mouth. Oh my god! It's I, so beautiful. I didn't know better. I would think this is from like a <laughs> David Decato mm. film. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is you can correct me if I'm wrong here. If you are on IMDb, and you you choose your own photo, do you not? Yes. Yes, you do. So this is this is him. This is what he chose. This was his life's choice. <laughs> Well, the other photo listed is also what the photo that is uh, Koo, the uh, one of the actresses slash cinematographers slash producer of this classic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this is her profile picture, which does not feature either of them. It's just a picture of Eric Roberts in a bad wig. <laughs> 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 because apparently they got him to do one of their movies. Because he will do you, fucking anything. Yeah, if you pay Eric Roberts fifty bucks, he will work for you. <laughs> That's a fact. What do you What do you think the day rate is for for Eric Roberts? Oh, it's got to be damn low. I mean, these people can't afford anything, and neither can that fucking like stupid talking cat movie. You couldn't have paid him any money, right? Yeah. Nope. Probably not. It's got to be in in <clears throat> three figures, I would think. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up is, and, and this is kind of fun too. I'm not going to go and say that Justin Price definitely did this, but I'm thinking there's a pretty good chance Justin Price did this. Uh, there was There's some IMDb controversy around the films of Mr. Justin Price. Were you aware of this, Myros? I was not aware. Well, let me tell you more. Apparently, if you go to <laughs> some of his other films, such as uh, The Cloth, and you click on the cloth and you look at reviews, you will notice that there is review controversy because it seems like <laughs> someone registered a bunch of names, just like clearly fake names, and just gave it like 10 out of 10 reviews. <laughs> and if you click on the names of the people who gave the 10 out of 10 reviews and stuff, it's all... Like, they were all registered on the exact same day, and they all have very similar names. <laughs> so he just he just tried to inflate his own IMDb score, which is hilarious, because you just see all these, like, super high ones, and then everything else is just, like, 1 out of 10, 1 out of 10, 1 out of 10. I feel sorry for this guy. <laughs> uh, I see he shelled out big bucks for both Eric Roberts and Danny Trejo in this one. Yeah, that's uh, that's big time, man. Big time. Two men not afraid to cash a check, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, why would you name a horror movie The Cloth, by the way? I No clue. I got no it's idea. Like, uh, our, our new fucking film, The Towel. <laughs> the Towel. Well, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll get the clicks. The uh, towel. Uh, yeah, so basically somebody outed this guy on IMDb and literally was like, yeah, so I looked into this and he totally just like made up all this bullshit to get 10 out of 10 reviews. <laughs> Which is just beautiful. I love it. Uh, he should have paid Warwick Davis to reprise his role as Plates. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would watch a Plates spinoff to... Skin deep. That that would be number one on my list for sure. So after I read the reviews on the cloth, I was wondering, you know, what does the everyman think of Justin Price's films? You know, what what does what does someone think of of the Thirteenth Friday? If you're just 
the kind of weirdo who's like, I'm going to watch this and then write a review on IMDb because I'm a lunatic. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because it's awesome. <laughs> so the positive reviews on this are amazing. <clears throat> Here's a 10 out of 10. Yes, I know Deanna and she was amazing. Love you, D. Okay, so she, she knows someone who is in the movie. To all the haters, stay in your mom's basement and critique your cousin's films. <laughs> I get sick of people bashing anyone with a different opinion. We don't all have to think something sucks for it to be, quotation marks, real. I like the 13th Friday the same way I can like Rogue One and you can hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> Are those the same thing? It's called, all caps, MY PERSPECTIVE. So what if some people knew someone from the film? That's like getting mad that Brad Pitt was the lead and we know he isn't really poor. So shut it! <laughs> what? <laughs> I think this woman has a brain worm. <laughs> she should see a doctor. With all that said, this movie was the bomb. There was demons and creatures and creepy worms. I hate worms, except for the one in your brain. I loved it. Great job. Like, I would go to the cinema to see it. It was awesome. <laughs> and then <Yeah. laughs> here's my other favorite one. So this guy, he wrote a really long 8 out of 10 review, which is generous, both to give I, the movie an 8 out of 10 and also to spend th this many words. Like, literally, it's like 500 words. But I, I just want to read you a little... Selection it's from, from the Hulk. <laughs> it's film Crit Hulk <laughs> <laughs> featured on Birth Movies Death. Okay, <laughs> yeah, featured on Birth Movies Death. This is Olivia M. Johnson 29020. Uh, oh no, this is Liam Hamilton. My bad, Olivia Johnson was the one who uh compared it to Rogue One or whatever. All right, so Liam Johnson had this to say in his eight out of ten review, and I really think you're gonna like this, Myros. Okay, so final thoughts. I can say this film looks amazing. Justin Price knows where to put a camera, and I think he has a unique eye and flair. He may not be one of those people with too many great ideas <laughs> and not enough focus to center them. <laughs> yeah, this movie is lacking in one thing. It's most certainly focus, particularly of the camera variety. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's a unique perspective. <laughs> this is good, too. Like, he seems to be a unique talent, but that uniqueness can only shine if he allows others to be part of his vision and not outshine his audience with his cleverness? What? If he can find the balance, then he can be the next great auteur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, like, crying right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so uh, he says, I, I find myself admiring the setups of this film, so I would say this was a good film. I would put it on par with Rings, Phoenix Rising, and Bye Bye Man. That's all you need to know, folks. Uh, I've seen two <laughs> of those three films. Uh, yeah, what the hell is Phoenix Rising? I don't even know what uh, that is. Fuck if I know. But uh, as much as the Bye Bye Man is a piece of shit, this is this is not on the level of the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> no, I would watch the Bye Bye Man a thousand times before I'd watch this again. <laughs> Indeed, uh, Rings. Well, maybe a hundred times. I'll, I'll give mm -hmm. Rings a hundred times because at least I could get some enjoyment out of Bye Bye Man. Rings is a joyless mess, but eh, we'll we'll not discuss that. Ever. <laughs> yeah, and I. Yeah. All right, so. And I will say, um, somehow Godfrey Ho has a higher IMDb rating than uh, uh, the Thirteenth uh, Friday right now, which is impressive. That is indeed impressive. <laughs> Although I guess Godfrey Ho has like a, a cult following about yeah. him. People seem to uh, latch onto his films. Mm -hmm. He's got. Yeah. I, I've heard him compared to Ed Wood, which uh, no, no, no. Ed Wood was far more coherent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Again, Edward uh, cared about the movies he made, even if he sucked at it. Uh, Godfrey no. was like the most callous individual on earth. Exactly. It's like, you know what? Glenn or Glenda is shit, but it came from the heart. Damn it. 
Godfrey Ho, nothing comes to the heart. Everything comes straight from the anus. That's it. No, when you invent a production style to maximize profits for your garbage, I yeah. I tend to think you're not gonna Godfrey Ho is like is like maximum capitalism in filmmaking. Like I I think that's the direction the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe should go. Which at this point, when you watch the new Avengers movie, it's kinda like a Godfrey Ho movie in a lot of ways. Like, doesn't it feel like a bunch of other, like, individual superhero movies just kind of chopped up and glued together? Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had the pleasure yet. <clears throat> I'm the one person in America who hasn't seen uh, fucking Thanos. Mm, that's too bad. That's too bad. Well, when you do, you'll get the reference. Anyways, so final thoughts on this one, Myros. Uh, we, we, we watched him. We talked about him. What what is our criteria here? Is it just which one caused more suffering or which was like the worst movie? I I don't know like how how we make this determination. I don't know. And I don't know which of these is we like like we were discussing off here. I think we we came strong on this one. Like I managed to get within throwing distance of Godfrey Ho, which is impressive cuz uh, this this may be technically as bad as Godfrey Ho's film, like, which is almost impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is... They cannot focus the fucking camera. Yeah. It's a little rough. It's insane. It's, um, it's pretty bad. So, I don't know. I I feel like it's one of these things where you know it when you see it, and, mm-hmm. and my gut probably says that I hated uh the vampire is still alive slightly more than i hated the 13th friday yeah can we can we call it hate watch is that the name of the podcast yeah that could be something there we go hate watch if it's taken the focus test it yeah we already made that mistake once (laughs) right we've got to comb the uh the itunes for this all right Uh, hate watch is the front runner (laughs) okay so and i was thinking about this too and I was I was thinking about like okay so I watched both these movies they're both like bad 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 Godfrey Ho bafflingly bad whereas Thirteenth Friday is about what I expected but worse somehow but you know basically your your baseline uncorked entertainment slash asylum slash whatever but a kind of a step down okay but at the end of the day I have to ask myself. Which of these would I watch again? Okay, so if I had a bunch of people over there like, we want to watch something real shitty, and it, it had to be between these two movies, in a heartbeat I would show them the Godfrey Ho just because it, it makes no fucking sense. So there's, there's like a degree of entertainment there. Whereas the 13th Friday, like I, I can't, like I cannot conceive of a situation where I would have any desire to watch a single frame of that movie ever again. And so that's why I'm 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 willing to to concede that you you may have chosen something far worse. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've we've reached a draw here. (laughs) We have, we really have. But then again, I do like winning. So, but I mean, so I mean, from from the perspective of would I watch this again? Godfrey Ho wins. I would definitely watch him. But like purely technical filmmaking. And just how like the narrative functions, like just the anything, the editing, anything like that. Godfrey Ho is the absolute worst. So it, from that measure, it's shit. But it's so shit that it's almost redeemable. It's it's hard. It, you know, it's like a it's like a, a bell curve that's coming back around on itself. It's just <laughs> you can't. It, it sometimes something gets so bad that it's compelling to me, and and that's kind of where that lands. I don't know. I don't know. See, we have almost the exact same reaction except to the opposite film because this is what I did with the 13th Friday. Like every time I was like wrapped watching these scenes like blur out of focus inexplicably and I it just it never ceased to make me laugh at how <laughs> fucking awful it was. Uh you could almost watch it on mute and get the same uh, the same exact result, but for Pretty whatever much. reason I was just I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop noticing all these things that were horribly wrong and it, it brought me some joy i'll say that so yeah i again i i feel like we might as well call this one a split decision because split decision 
We are both we were both more uh, annoyed by the other <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, yeah, we'll call this one a draw. Hopefully some other people can uh weigh in on uh you know, if they if they want to subject themselves to this, they can tell us which one was worse, which one was better. Uh I mean, honestly, like I I'm sitting in my living room right now and behind me my cat has a stuffed bunny rabbit that he's like violently humping and I would rather watch that than either of these two movies. Just, you know, to put it all in perspective. So, with that, yeah, make sure you let us know what you thought uh, was the better or the worst film. And you can find us on Twitter, at Optimism Vaccine. That's at Optimism Vaccine. You can find me on Twitter, at Steve Cuff. Myros isn't on Twitter because uh, I don't know why he just doesn't do that shit. Yeah. But you can email us, OptimismVaccine at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, make sure you hop on iTunes and whatever we decide to name this podcast, please rate it, review it, give us a five-star review. Make sure you do a written review because when you do a written review and you give us a high-star rating, then that helps our visibility. The more visible we are, the more shit that we can do for you, and uh, we can quit our day jobs and just watch trash exclusively. Can you imagine yes, that nightmare it, scenario, Maros? <laughs> it, it sounds like hell. I'm one of those people <laughs> the, the lottery would kill, that's for sure. Um, I, I, you, if you don't like this... It's pretty uh, low quality. I, I know we we, uh, we do put out uh, a really polished podcast that I referenced earlier about uh, Cowboy Bebop. So if this is not your cup of tea, that probably will be. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we're, we're kind of the that. Godfrey Ho of pop culture podcasts. We got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of irons in the fire, man. We do. And if you like that, you would be giving uh, the Optimism Vaccine Network uh, five stars. So. By proxy, you would also be giving us five stars, so yeah. uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. Just give us five stars until we decide to actually break up the podcast into separate feeds. Everything is on one feed, so just as long as you like something, let us know. <laughs> yeah, you de facto <laughs> like everything in our in our minds. Exactly, exactly. All right, we will be back soon, uh, hopefully with an actual name, and uh, hopefully with some shittier movies. So, yeah, see you later. Yeah.